Welcome to the Art of Relationships with Greg Dzinski. Greg will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy, plus help reignite passion in your romantic relationship. He welcomes listeners to call in live with any questions or comments. No more tip-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies both compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and grow happier. With a specialization as a relationship and sex counselor, Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known Master G. Hello, everybody. It's uh, Greg uh, here Sunday night. Hopefully, everybody's doing well and having a great weekend as usual. Tonight, going to talk about boring sex. Hopefully, everybody's listening. Kids are away from here. Um, also, I'm going to hit on uh, chemistry and uh, friendships. Is there a combination? Can the two mix? And we'll go from there. Uh, so, please, call in as uh, always with your questions on our live chat. Call in number 586-840-8608 and going to kick it off with about boring sex. What do you think about uh, boring sex? Is it possible? Would you kick him, kick her to the curb? I talked about uh, exploring your uh, freaky side or uh, eroticism uh, probably about two weeks ago. And what would it take to bring your freak out? However, most couples, when they talk about boring sex... Um, lack of intimacy or it's boring and want to shake it up a little bit, I'm all for that. However, the first thing I hit on is the emotional connection. I mentioned this about, you know, bringing out your freak and all this stuff. If you think about it, you look at when you first start dating, when you first start uh, doing each other, (laughs) having sex, you know, it's passionate. It doesn't matter if you're doing missionary position um, freaking 10 times in a row, right? It doesn't get boring. Why is that? Because you're in tune to each other, or you try to be unless you're putting on an act. You hit that emotional connection. It's that soulful connection I talk about throughout my shows. Can it ever get boring? If you feel that connection, you feel the soulfulness between you two, can it ever get boring? The first thing I hit on is the emotional, the soulful connection. You know, what is missing and what's creating, if you want to say the boredom. Yeah, I'm all about, you know, shaking it up a little bit, changing positions. Absolutely. However, the key ingredient is the emotional connection. Or if you want to say, I was uh, told, you know, what about soulful sex? Can that be uh, triggered up, uh, the release people from the boredom state if you will you know you could be doing doggy style on top sideways from the ceiling fan freaking from the chandelier whatever on the kitchen table counter but you know what if you don't have that connection you don't have that soulful connection you might be left yeah the physical exertion the physical uh, explosion if you will might feel great but do you feel like you want something more Do you want something more, more deep, more has substance to it, that has the soulful eroticism to it? You know, the physical is great. And typically, if the sex is boring, one partner, you know, is unwilling or just going through the acts, which I told you, man, I'm never for that. You know, if you're just going through the motion, you might as well not even do it. That absolutely is boring. And usually if one person is going through the motion only, chances are... There's not that emotional connection. And also, you know, with boring sex, I don't care if you're doing missionary, um, she's on top, you know, it doesn't matter. If you're staring at each other and you see that soulful connection between you two, you see it in each other's eyes, the love for each other, how can that be boring? And how many people are afraid to go there? How many people are afraid to have that connection? You don't want somebody to know you fully. And I think part of boring sex 
as a huge part of uh, relationships, it's that soulful connection. You're not revealing your full self. You can be naked. You know, everyone's heard about this. It's easy to drop your clothes and get naked. Skin the skin. Feels awesome, right? But what about getting naked emotionally? Or getting naked soulfully or spiritually? Whatever term you want to use. This is the first key, first area I hit on when couples complain about maybe boring sex. I'm all about, you know, like I said, changing it up, sexual positions, oral. Gotta love the oral sex, absolutely. Um, but can you do it? Even giving each other oral sex, can you do that and still look at each other's eyes? You have that soulful connection. You know, so many people might say, you know what, getting on the oral aspect, you know what, oral, I don't like to give oral, I don't like, blah, 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 you know, it's dirty, it's disgusting, whatever. Um, we can work through that, but also the giver, not the receiver, but the giver of oral, when it comes to boring sex, the giver has the power. And I mentioned this when I talked about the eroticism, the giver has the power. You have the power to make your partner feel phenomenal, to feel great. Physically, maybe even emotionally. So think about that next time. You know, if you're thinking about it's disgusting, it's gross, um, I'm not into it, I don't want to do it, it's too much work. Think about this. Think about it of having the power in your hands. And can you do that? When you key on the boring, you know, hit on the soulful connection. What would it take to reduce the boredom in your own sex life? Yes, the connection, number one. Say if you have the connection and you want to kick it up a notch too. Can you have a soulful connection and it being, say, boring? Chances are maybe not as common without the emotional connection. But maybe you want to shake it up a bit and you're afraid to break that soulful connection. Can you do, you know, guy behind or doggy style, woman on top, sideways, and still have the soulful connection? Maybe you want to be more aggressive, more assertive. My favorite uh, tagline, I get, uh, <laughs> I got uh, teased the last couple of weeks by uh, two different clients about my tagline, about throwing, you know, you want to get thrown up against the wall. Not in a hurtful way, I'm talking in a soulful, sort of animalistic, sexual way, and still have that soulful connection. You can have that. So you can change it up if you want to try something. Remember, I want to try something. doesn't mean I'm bored. doesn't mean I'm not into you. It just means you want to try something else. And if you both are willing to try, and it means you both love each other, you both are into each other on a soulful connection, fantastic. This is what it means to try to break the boredom. So if sex is boring in your relationship, hit on the number one issue Hit on the emotional connection. You know, what is lacking? Maybe the boring connection is that the woman, I talked about this uh, last week or a couple weeks ago too, maybe the woman feels like a piece of meat because the emotional connection is not there. So let's face it, if she feels like a piece of meat, is she just going to go through the connection? And how many people know you're having sex and you just don't feel that person with you? Oh yeah, I feel her. I feel her skin. I feel her feel her breasts and her ass all over the place. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about do you feel her emotionally? Do you feel the intensity of her love and her desire for you? Your her craving for you. What about you guys? It's not all about the woman. You know, sometimes guys, they're not into it too. The old adage, you know, women, or I'm sorry, guys are ready to go when the wind blows, right? To get hard, to get horny, whenever. Just You just got to mention sex and they're ready to go. That's not always the case. And maybe, maybe it's not, you know, maybe sex is boring for them because they don't feel the emotional connection. The key on boring sex is not necessarily starting in the bedroom. It starts outside the bedroom. And you talk about it. Like I said before, about feeling vulnerable with each other and talk about what your needs are and what you need from each other. You love each other. You want to explore each other. And it's part of feeling comfortable with each other. What about body image? 
I mentioned that about the eroticism show too. You know, if you have sexual hangups, let's face it, sexual hangups or body images, is that going to key in attention? And when tension and you're not relaxed, I'm sorry. Well, maybe I'm not so sorry. The truth is, and being blunt, is that creates boring sex because you're so worried about that and not worried about the connection and enjoying each other on an emotional, spiritual, or even the physical levels. So on boring sex, remember this. Talk to each other. What you want to explore. And that does not mean you don't love each other, you don't, you're not excited by each other. Not at all. Kick on these elements big time, okay? And we'll be back uh, after a short break and talk about boring sex. And then we'll get into uh, the old adage, should you be friends before you get intimate? We'll be back shortly. Thanks again for listening. Again, you can call in live, 586-840-8608. And join me in the live chat. Thank you for joining me. Talk to you in a bit. If you're looking for that jazzy gift or even sporting some new uh, shoes for yourself, Shoes by Shea. Hand paints, hand designs, uh, canvas style shoes for your needs, your children, teens, or even adults. They're pretty cool. Check out Shoes by Shea at Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shea on Facebook. Check out PPRNlive.com. They have shows every Tuesday, Wednesday evening from 7 to 10 p.m. You want some hilarious hosts, hilarious guests, plus upcoming new stars of the band future? Check out PPRNlive.com. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, Greg uh, live on air. Remember, you can join me. Give me a call with your questions, uh, 586-840-8608. You can be anonymous or you can say your name. I'm all about uh, holding your uh, privacy, too, so you don't have to give your name, so don't be shy. Also, you can join me in the chat room on uh, Spreaker.com. The hyphen art. Hyphen of hyphen relationships. Talking about boring sex and all that. How many people are afraid to even bring this topic up in your relationship? A big issue, you know, most people, uh, there are some uh, stank people out there that don't really care about other people's feelings. But the most most issue, I won't get into those right now. Uh, most of the issues is they want to bring it up and they don't want to hurt their partner's feelings by saying, you know what, sex is Maybe a little lame, a little boring. I want to jazz it up or I want to try some things before. Um, so it takes you to get up to, you want to because you want to enjoy each other more. So take it from that aspect. Most most of the time, if you take it from a learning experience that you want to teach or you want to learn from each other, the defenses will go down. 
let's face it, talking about sex or uh, you want to jazz it up, your partner might get defensive when I'm boring, I don't turn you on. That might not be it at all. So come from more of a heartfelt stance versus, you know what, our sex life sucks, it's boring. Yes, the person's going to get defensive. So come from, speak from the heart, man. Speak from the heart. And they are more apt to listen. You know what? I'd like to try that. I love you. I love having sex with you, making love with you, uh, getting freaky with you, whatever you want to term it. And come from the heart. And that's going to reduce those defenses. And not only with the boring sex aspect, that's going to help you out in your relationship as a whole. So... Talk about, you know, you want to try some stuff. You love the connection. You love sex, but you'd like to try some stuff. You'd like to jazz it up a little bit and see if you both like it and try to energize each other. Because, you know, boring sex can be, doesn't have to be, uh, you know, just fast, slow, whatever. Boring, I mean, if it's fast, um, fast pace, pounding, if you will, um, you know, that can be sort of boring in a way, too, because there's no connection. So it's not necessarily, like I said, about the speed, about the position. It's about the emotional connection that you feel from each other, that you can feel each other's, you know, even heart. You can feel each other's soulfulness and love for you just in the touch. So talk about it. Talk about even changing up positions. I mean, I love you. I want to try this. I think it'd be pretty cool. I think it'd be fun. So sex doesn't always have to be, um, what's the word I want to look for? Intense. You know, it doesn't always have to be slow to be, maybe intense is the wrong word, maybe soulful. Most people think of soulful sex as being slow. It can be also, it can be pounding. It can be, you know, like I said, throwing you up against the wall, throwing you on the bed putting you on the countertop and you can still have that animalistic passion and how many people out there know that have felt that before maybe how many people crave that now and they're afraid to bring it up hit on come from the heart speak about it what else is it going to take maybe what happens if you just start uh kissing your partner passionately deeply and you start ripping their clothes off and they're maybe ashamed of their body they're shy that way. Oh my God, there's lights on. <laughs> or it's not dark in here. I'm trying to make a woman's voice, but <laughs> maybe some guys will do that too because they have images. Oh, maybe you'll see my penis is too small. Um, you hit on all these elements and you can jazz it up by even having the lights on instead of being dark. So just you can do the same position or whatever and Change simple little things. It doesn't have to be the somersault, sex swing, acrobatics. Um, it can be changing simple things to change it. If you want to say mundane or whatever, you know, you key on the connection I mentioned, emotional connection. Then you can do simple things to jazz it up. Maybe if you're not used to having sex with the lights on, you turn the lights on. Maybe as simple as little tying up. You know, use your tie, use a scarf, um, you know, whatever's in your boundary levels. You can still have the intensity, and it doesn't mean sex is bad, evil, or sadistic, or dirty. Remember I said before, it's only dirty if it's done right. Um, so you hit on these elements. Simple things can turn somewhat of a mundane sex life into more exciting when was the last time you went parking and had sex in the car or on a beach? These things can jazz it up. When was the last time maybe uh, you gave the guy uh, oral or gave him head on the way home driving in the car? Can that entice it? Can that heighten boring sex life up? Even though it's the same, let's face it. It could be the same way, you know, give an oral, whatever, but the environment, maybe the place, maybe you're used to having sex only in your bed when you go to bed before night. Can you have sex in the morning? What happens about maybe even during the afternoon? These things absolutely can perk up your sex life. They can enhance it, even though they're same position. Like I said, number one, key in on... The emotional connection, the soulful connection is huge, 
first and foremost, big time. I keep repeating myself, but I can't stress enough how important, how crucial that is. Then next, do simple little things. It could be changing positions that you've never tried before and you want to. you got to talk. Bring it up. Then it could be as simple as the atmosphere, right? Maybe having sex with the lights on. Maybe during the day. Maybe instead of in the bed, maybe you can do it on the floor in the bedroom. Then maybe you can take it into the living room, the kitchen. Maybe on the deck at night. Um, as long as there's not a spot, spotlight on or your neighbors. You hear your neighbors start applauding and clapping after you're done. Uh, that could bring back some excitement too and also some embarrassment. Some people are okay with that. And that could sort of... Uh, brighten up the sex life as well so there's things you could do like i said go parking when was the last time you did that uh all these little all these little things they're not major changes if you will you know you're not going into s&m or you're not you know trying to jazz it up with doing a threesome like i said you know doing a threesome or entering the swingers i'm not a huge advocate of those at all but I do work with many couples, like I said, that are they have threesomes on a consistent basis and are in the lifestyle, swinging. And like I said, they cause some problems. But the number one thing is, it's the emotional connection between the couple. So hit on that. You don't have to go to the extreme. You can do little things to jazz up your sex life. You can do little things. When was last time maybe, let's face it, chocolate syrup on the body? It can be sticky, right? Maybe you want to put some plastic down or whatever unless um, you don't care about the sheets or they'll come clean anyways. You can add little little things to intensify, to sort of liven up your sex life. What would it take for you to bring up these changes to talk about it? Number one thing, if you have the chemistry, terrific. You know what? But the next segment, after the next break, we're going to talk about friendship and chemistry. And if you have that friendship, can you talk about, Can you do you talk to your friends about anything? About taboo topics? Can you talk about anyone without fear of repercussion? Of, let's face it, with boring sex, that you're going to have sex as a punishment. Or let's face it, not sex as a punishment, but lack of sex, sex withholding as a punishment. And I always advocate to everybody, you never, ever, ever use sex as a weapon. You don't use it as a punishment. That's going to create a power struggle and it's going to create a further cluster. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you want to never use that. So if you talk about it as friends, you should be able to, especially lovers, you should be able to talk about everything, right? About the boring sex life, or maybe not boring, but you want to kick it up a notch. I love our emotional connection. I love it. I love the soulfulness with us. However, I'd love to try this. I think it'd be fun. Sex can be fun. It can be exhilarating. Maybe it should be exhilarating. Absolutely, right? So you mix the soulfulness up into being open. Being open to try new things. And I think uh, you'll find a big difference. Number one, key in on the emotional connection between you two. And then go from there. Uh, then when we come back from the second break, going to hit on chemistry and friendship. Should there be a difference? Should they be combined? I'll give you my takes on it. Remember, you give me a call, 586-840-8608. I'd love to hear your questions. You can zip your questions in the live chat as well. And I will be back very shortly. Talk to you soon, and thank you much for listening. If you're looking for that jazzy gift or even sporting some new uh, shoes for yourself, Shoes by Shea, hand paints, hand designs, uh, canvas-style shoes for your needs, your children, teens, or even adults. They're pretty cool. Check out Shoes by Shea at Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shea on Facebook. 
Check out PPRNlive.com. They have shows every Tuesday, Wednesday evening from 7 to 10 p.m. You want some hilarious hosts, hilarious guests, plus upcoming new stars of the band future? Check out PPRNlive.com. Welcome back, everybody. How's everybody doing? I have to download the uh, Pharrell Williams' uh, happy song, hopefully to put everybody in a dancing uh, hip-hop mood, uh, liven it up a little bit, too. Uh, talking about boring sex, and the last segment talked about that, trying to sort of shake it up a little bit, Dip- different atmospheres, uh, maybe with the lights on. Uh, little simple things can jazz up a sex life, too. Like I said, uh Emotional intimacy, that is huge, big time. Then what do you have to do to uh, sort of get the emotional connection? In this segment I want to hit on uh, a thing that I talk about, and I talk about this in human sexuality big time, about people's views on relationships and as far as friendship and chemistry. You hear the old adage, oh, you have to be friends first before you can become lovers. I disagree with that. <clears throat> um, my Most people, you know, you don't have to agree with me whatsoever. I'm very open to that. But I think the friendship can build from the chemistry aspect. Because my firm belief is if the chemistry is not there from the onset, chances are it will not, never be there. Yes, there are rare cases. Everybody can, you know, I have a few uh, few friends, uh, students, clients that they developed, you know, chemistry after, you know, they were friends for years, couple years, whatever. That is rare, though. Very, very rare. Usually the chemistry has to be there, and the friendship will develop from there. You have to build up, what, trust. Huge, right? How many people out there have maybe started as friends and keep that chemistry going? I give you props. That's huge. I, I agree with that. I think on the most part, and I shouldn't say agree with that. I think it's great and dynamic. It's nothing to agree on and keep that chemistry going. However, what do you do as far as building up the friendship? Do you think you can become each other's best friends and still have the chemistry? Or do you feel that the chemistry aspects sort of die as you become better friends, as you become Hopefully, best friends. 
What's your thoughts on that? Again, give me a call. 586-840-8608. You can, you know, a lot of people, you know, realize if we become better friends, better friends, whatever, chemistry will die. That's not necessarily true. I think if the chemistry is there, I think it gets killed because the friendship is lacking. Does that make sense? Along with the friendship is lacking, the vulnerability, the emotional connection gets tarnished, gets damaged, or maybe gets the legs cut out from under it. What do you do to build up the friendship in your uh, relationship? Chemistry's there, so now what do you do to build up the friendship? Some people might not have to have that. You know, they can have a best friend outside the marriage. I get that. And a lot of people do, but I'm a huge proponent of having each other as your best friend. You can trust each other. You can be there for each other emotionally. What do you do to nurture that friendship? Is a friendship all about, you know, being one-sided? It's all about you. Is it all about, you know what, I'm going to get my needs met and screw you. As long as I get my needs met, we're happy. Oh, fantastic. Maybe the other person isn't, or maybe they're too afraid or chicken to sort of bring this up. To talk about, you know, the real issues, that their needs aren't being met either. I think it becomes stagnant, and then the chemistry dies from that. There's a uh, few couples I deal with uh, on a yearly basis, uh, new ones, sporadic. I don't mean the same ones, that... They come in my office, and they're best friends. Their households run great. They're best friends. They have each other's backs. And they tell me they live as roommates. They live as roommates. Fantastic, right? However, they're married or they're in a romantic relationship. That's sort of sad in a way. Living as roommates where there's no not much affection, if any. Maybe not having sex in a year, two years, four years. Yeah, four years, people. This is real. No reality. And they're both afraid to take that risk. You know, they love each other. They won't. They're afraid to change. They're afraid to maybe move away from one another because of the comfort level. Maybe they think life will be worse without the other person. This is huge. And if the chemistry is not there. What do you try to do to build it up in unison with keeping the friendship, the establishment? I think a lot of times it starts, you know, when the friendship is being built, some people, it's like the first date, you know, we talk about, you know, Carl Jung and Persona about being, having a mask on. When you first date, you don't puke out all your bad stuff, right? This is me, all my bad habits. I've been in jail for so many years. <laughs> Most people aren't going to do that. Uh, you know, they sort of sugarcoat it. You know, what can you do to be real? And with friends, they usually accept each other because at first, you know, you might not care what you have to say. It's not about, your heart's not at stake, right? Being friendship, what would it take? What do you do with the friendship, right? There's trust, which is huge. And what do you do on a daily basis to establish that trust to keep that trust going? And trust can mean a whole bunch of stuff. You know, friendships, usually they trust each other. Why? Because they do what they say they're going to do. They don't just talk, they do it, they follow it through with actions. They can count on each other, right? I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. Yes, we all know life happens, emergency happens, kids happen. But when it's all said and done, if it's not an emergency, you usually say you're going to back up your words with your actions. And friendships, again, you're there for each other. How many people in friendships out there will go around, I, I hear it on a daily basis, how many uh, friendships out there, you know, you say your best friends are great friends with so-and-so, and then you go ahead and talk talk crap and bash them to another friend or another person. You know what? That's not being a true friend, is it? That's being two-faced, maybe hypocritical. And that's not being, 
and if they found that out, and then you start making excuses and everything else, no. So what you want to do, even if you have problems in a relationship, that friendship, you want to, that part of trust aspect is, you know what, you're not going to bash each other to somebody else. You can talk, yeah, we're having a hard time, you know, the friends relationship, but you don't get into bashing each other. We all might need to vent to somebody and talk to somebody. I get that. But the moment you start bashing your partner, you know, she's of this, she's of that, he's of this, he's of that, that creates a huge wedge and that will kill the friendship and the relationship. So you want to maintain you do not bash each other to anybody else. That is huge. That's a level of trust in that friendship and in that relationship that needs to hold true and it needs to hold strong. So doing what you say you're going to do, not bashing each other. All these elements are huge on maintaining and building that friendship. The level of trust that, you know what, I don't have to worry that you're going to go out with friends or you're going to go to a family member and bash me all the time. That is probably one of the hugest, hugest, what type of word is that? <laughs> one of the major complaints um, I hear is bringing everybody else into the relationship, thus, if you want to say friendship. And the biggest complaint I hear, well, what, I can't talk to my friends, I can't vent? No, that's not it. It's when you start bashing each other. You know, how would you like to find out that your partner is uh, going to family or friends and saying, oh my God, he sucks at sex. You know, he's terrible. He can't do, you know, freaking he's boring at sex, doesn't know what he's doing, da 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 Then you find out, what's that going to do to that relationship? You maintain it in the friendship, right, people? You maintain it in the relationship. Can't tell you how many couples I deal with that this is a huge issue. I'm all about venting, all about, you know, maybe trying to get some insights from other people. But you do that without bashing. You can get other perspectives. You can get other points of view. It helps you grow. It helps you evolve. I'm all about that. And also, it might help you look at your own sense of self. It might look at your own what are you doing in a relationship as well to kill the friendship or the chemistry? Um, and, you know, look at yourself. Have you thought about maybe, you know, friends can tell you. Have you thought about maybe he's coming from this point of view? You know, is she, have you thought she might be coming from this point of view and want this? I'm all about that. People can help each other. Leave the bashing out of it. The name calling, the slander, you leave all that crap out of it. Simple. It's not very simple, is it, out there, listeners, when the relationship and you feel that friendship is not there. What else is crucial on building friendships? What else, huh? We got trust that you're going to be there, that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. Trust that you're not going to bass each other, right? What else is huge with friendship? A lot of people often ignore this or maybe not even think about it. What about laughing? What about joking around? How often do you guys joke around? It's hard to do, right? Everyone's got bills. Money sucks for most of us. You know, you, if you have kids, kids might be driving you nuts. You know, they might, kids might have problems in school. You're getting, <clears throat> excuse me, calls from teachers, whatever. Work could suck. You could have pressures at work, worried about getting laid off, fired, um, you know, working different shifts. All this creates stress. But what do you guys do to laugh and play and joke, joke around together? It's funny. At the beginning of relationships, most couples, right, they might joke around, sort of razz each other. You laugh a lot, right? And it's funny that you can enjoy doing almost anything. It doesn't matter at the beginning of that relationship. So what kills that? Is it the boredom? Going back to the boring sex. Are you bored with each other? Or is it that you feel that the friendship is tainted? Is that friendship damaged? Oh, we don't know what to talk about. All we talk about are the kids. That's all we have in common. 
the kids. Yeah, we grow. But how can you grow together? And part of friends, laughing, joking around, playing around. Little, you know, when was the last time you slapped each other on the butt? You know, maybe not that hard unless you want that. But, um, you know, you just little tickle. How, when was the last time you guys tickled each other? What about a pillow fight? Little simple things to make each other joke around and laugh. Laughter is huge. It decreases stress. It sort of kills stress. Kicks up the endorphins, right? You guys feel less stress. It's huge. It's therapeutic. It's healthy. So in friendships, they laugh. They joke around. Do that in your own relationship. You're going to find a huge difference. Huge, huge difference. And laughing, like I said, it doesn't matter what you do, it's just that you're together, right? When does it turn into a tit for tat or, you know what, I don't want to do that, I don't want to see this movie, I don't want to go bowling, art show, whatever. And at the beginning, it didn't matter what you did. Sort of funny, isn't it? What would it take that you start taking turns? You know what? He might not want to go see the chick flick with you. And maybe you don't want to go see the sport or action movie with him. You share each other and can you learn from each other? We're not... We close our minds off to so many things. We might miss a lot. We might miss a lot of the connection between us and our friendship. We might miss different perspectives. The old adage about seeing the world through each other's eyes. Can you do that? And another aspect of friendship is, right? How often are you attentive to each other? How often do you actually listen and hear one another? And this is one thing that is also very huge, right? With friendships. How many people are in with friendships that, um, hmm, let's see, are in friendships and it's always about them. They have a problem, man. You're there, you're listening, offering, maybe giving advice if it's asked for, needed. You're always there. But the moment you have a problem or you have an issue, they turn that right back on them, right? You go in there, yeah, I had a problem, yeah, bad day at work. Whatever. Oh, yeah, I did too. I had a bad day at work, my day. And you're like, what the hell just happened? It turns out, it's, it turns into it's all about them. How many friendships have you been around or been in, hopefully short term in those situations, where you want to get, you just want to slap them upside the head and say, hey, you know what? I was talking. What happened about me? Friendships don't do that, do they? You want to be there for each other, and it's not about being one-sided. You want to be able to share, you know, your bad, bad times, your bad days. You want to, in the good days, of course, and the laughter. But you also, you want that to be mutual. If you want to say mutual sharing, I love that term. It's mutual sharing of each other's lives. Disappointments, setbacks, accomplishments, goals, dreams being accomplished. It's not always about you. It's about the mutual sharing. That creates good, good, solidified, soulful friendships. They're huge. So think about all these aspects with the friendship. Friendships joke around, tell each other everything. Joke, laugh, maybe cry together. Maybe you're not fully open to one another, right? Friendships usually aren't afraid about being judged by one another, right? What about self-acceptance and being accepted by your friend for who you are? These are all crucial elements. It's not about growing, about you know being accepted for who, who you are. It doesn't mean that you can't grow or you can't evolve. You can't get better. You can't become a, a better friend, a better lover, better chemistry aspects. You can't not look at these aspects and... Think about all this stuff. You need to embellish about growth and evolving. Take one more uh, break. And then we'll get back with uh, chemistry and friendships, people. Hopefully you're enjoying and I will uh, talk to you real soon. If you're looking for that jazzy gift or even sporting some new uh, shoes for yourself, Shoes by Shea 
hand paints, hand designs, uh, canvas style shoes for your needs, your children, teens, or even adults. They're pretty cool. Check out Shoes by Shea at Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shea on Facebook. Check out PPRNlive.com. They have shows every Tuesday, Wednesday evening from 7 to 10 p.m. You want some hilarious hosts, hilarious guests, plus upcoming new stars of the band Future, check out PPRNlive.com. Welcome back, people. Last segment, <coughs> excuse me, of the show. Uh, remember, call in, please, 586-840-8608 uh, with any questions you have. Again, it gets uh, lonely out here just by myself. You can also enter chat. Uh, you can be anonymous either way with your questions. Shoot me uh, any questions you have about relationships, sexual issues. Uh, talking about chemistry and uh, talking about chemistry and uh, friendships, uh, you know, can they be separated in a relationship? Is that even possible? Should they be? I think they should be combined. Like I said at the beginning of this, uh, the last segment, that chemistry needs to be there. It needs to be in place. I think without chemistry, there's no chance for a relationship. So A lot of people do that thinking it's going to happen. Excuse me. Most of the time, like I said, yes, there are rare times. However, most of the time, it doesn't happen. That they fool themselves, they keep maybe expectations that will be, let's face it, and then the gut check comes in, you know what, no, it's not going to be there. Um, I talked about, you know, before last segment, you know, numerous couples, I deal with their, you know, great friends, their, you know, 
very good. They're, you know, honesty, no cheating, nothing like that. They're just, they're very good friends. They, the households run smooth, but the chemistry element is missing. And that's typically why they're in session with me. Um, they're trying to ignite that chemistry aspect back. And I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of times it can be very, very difficult. But we look at, you know, what needs to ignite the chemistry. The friendship might be there. However, however, if the friendship is all that solid, why are they afraid to bring up or maybe talk about the chemistry aspects? Because maybe they're both stubborn. <laughs> they're afraid to look at themselves. They're afraid to look at, you know what, maybe I need to grow. I need to change. I need to evolve and become a better partner. Maybe I need to put more romance, more effort in it. But let me tell you, if the chemistry is not there, how are you going to put romance back into that relationship? How are you going to put romance back into that friendship? You can put the friendship back in, but if the chemistry is not there, are you going to be able to be romantic with somebody that the chemistry is not there? Huge question, right? Like I said, friendship is crucial. I'm not saying it isn't. Friendship is huge. And I talked about last segment, you know, usually the chemistry is there. You build that friendship. You build it and hopefully some people might disagree with me that you don't need to be best friends. I think the epitome, or if I, I talk about the total connection a lot, that's my click uh, term, if you will, for building relationships, where the mind, you know, the mind, heart, body, and soul are all interrelated to where that total connection gets, it's cemented. All those things are integrated. That doesn't mean it's going to be perfect 24-7, 365 days a year. Not at all. But being a friendship, you can talk about each other and you're being part of friends that you're not, your intention is not to hurt each other. Isn't that what friendship is about? Friendships are hopefully being there, being nurturing for one another. Yeah, you friendships go through hard times. You might not talk for a little bit. But friendships always come back to the core issue that you love each other. That you want to be in each other's lives. And what would it take to sort of enhance or ignite, if you will, the friendship to make it grow and prosper into the best friendships that you rely on each other instead of anybody else. Not that you don't, or I shouldn't say you shouldn't rely on anybody else, family or other friends, not at all. But the number one go-to is that person, is your partner. And if you don't trust that partner to be there emotionally for you, it's going to be very, very difficult there's always going to be that wedge or that tension in between um, the relationship. So you need to build that. You need to build the friendship on top of the chemistry. I think the two can go hand in hand. I don't think the friendship being built as best friends will kill the chemistry. I think it can ignite it. And I think it can you know, even enhance the chemistry even more so. Like I said about the boring sex segments... You know, you're not afraid to bring it up. Oh, yeah, I'd love to try it without, you know, with the lights on or candles or, you know, whatever. I'd like to do it out on the deck during the day. Um, you're not afraid to bring it up because you're not, let's face it, you're not fearful of being judged. And that is huge. You know, maybe I'm guilty of maybe judging as well. And I think most of us are. I think it's human nature, but we try our best not to judging about acceptance and there's a difference of you know acceptance and having to agree with everything a huge difference you can accept but you don't have to like or agree that doesn't mean you don't love each other that just means you accept each other you accept each other's differences as friends right so you tie into friendship you accept each other even with your differences as long as those differences aren't huge right you know, if the differences are huge, you're going to run into issues, and that's going to destroy both the chemistry and the friendship. You know, differences, it could be one wants to have sex, let's face it, once every other month, and the uh, partner wants to have uh, sex four or five times a week. You know what? That That's going to cause issues, huge issues, and chances are it's they're going to be martyrs in that relationship if they stay in it. 
and that is uh, that's going to be a hard thing to change because you both feel like you're selling it out. And many therapists, like I talked about before, many therapists will try to get you to compromise on that, and it's not going to last. I'll tell you that right now because you're feeling you're doing something you don't want to do. So you wanna, you know, you want to be able to talk. You want to talk about what's going on. And that's part of the thing. You're not fearful of being judged. You know, and you're not fearful, okay, if the woman wants sex more, oh, you're a slut, hole. Not at all. It means you're just sexual and you enjoy sex. Great, awesome. Women should be like that. Um, I'm all for it. However, you know, you want, that doesn't make her a slut or whatever. And if you're judgmental because, or what happens? If a guy has low libido, and has low desire, does that make him less of a man? It's easy for the world and society to judge us, right? There's so much judging going on. You don't want to be in a relationship where you're judging each other. You try to grow and try to meet each other's needs and what's important to us. Do you have to judge it? No. Now, do you have to judge, you know, cheating or anything like that? You know, now we're getting another, that's maybe not judging, that's getting into acceptance. And that's all about, you know, self-acceptance and self-respect. And I'm all about not selling each other out regarding self-respect, big time. You don't want to sell yourself out. You don't want to disrespect yourself. I even posted uh, a very cool video um, of a gentleman named Trent on Facebook. You can, uh, the Art of Relationships, I posted it, uh, I think it was today, matter of fact, talked about self-respect. It's awesome. It goes hand in hand when I teach my clients about standing on your own two feet, that you can say what you don't agree with. And it doesn't mean you don't love, you don't, you know, you don't respect that person. It means you respect yourself and you're not being a doormat. And that's pathetic, being a doormat, right? But you can check out the video on my Facebook. Like I said, the Art of Relationships on Facebook. And I might have posted on my main page under Greg Dzinski as well. Um, so hopefully everybody learned. We have a minute or two left to the show tonight. Hopefully the listeners out there learned a little bit to enhance their lives as always, enhance their sex life, enhance their relationships, and increase the love in the world. Much love to everybody listener out there. Again, you can catch me on Sunday and Thursday evenings, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at Spreaker.com. Number to call in, 586-840-8608. Catch me again Sunday and Thursday evenings. And catch me on Facebook. Ask any questions you want. I got a blog set up on Facebook as well. My page, The Art of Relationships. And welcome. Bless everybody out there. And everybody have a happy, safe week. Start off to the week. I will talk to everybody uh, very soon. Take care. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor, Greg Dazinski's, also known as Master G., the Art of Relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners and help him with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G.
Now that's a parking spot. Introducing the I may have underestimated the size of my car policy with accident forgiveness from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. Optional policy features not included in base policies. Review policy for coverages and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.